0: And welcome back to Saved by Old Times. This is a musical discussion podcast where we are taking an unauthorized and very unofficial look into every single album by the band deer hunter and today we are taking a look at the band's eighth album why hasn't everything already disappeared which is their most recent to date it is time to work the hills oil your engines and say good morning to japan but before we do that sitting across from me is a man who is also elemental in how he moves my friend and co-host mr david vance dave i, I can't believe it the finish line is right <laughs> it's there so close I can, can see it. See it. Can I can see it i can see it it in the distance Exactly. I just hope oh. there's not some kind of all-consuming fog that overtakes yeah. us before we true. get there. Very true. Yes. Who boy is this a doozy. It's it's a big one, eh? <laughs> it's
1: got it's got a lot in it and there's there's a lot here to talk about mm-hmm. not necessarily all good, yes, not yeah. necessarily
0: all bad. It's, it's a mixed bag for sure, yeah. Uh, which we will, yeah, we'll obviously talk about. Uh, I also noticed I've made a lot of movement-based uh, puns for you mm. in your intros, that's which true. is a really weird choice for a uh, auditory format. What are you talking about? We're not sitting down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're, We're definitely We've not been sitting. walking the
1: whole time. This is a walk and talk podcast. That's correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, everyone's been walking along with us. Uh, okay, so speaking of that, there is good and bad in this. Album and mm-hmm. some a bit of a mix, mixed bag in this album. Uh, let's just jump right into how it was recorded. If you're okay. right for that, okay. So there are three different producers on this album. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> already, <laughs> oh no. That's that's not a great sign. But um, so Cat uh, LeBon is a uh, Welsh singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and Bradford got together in. Uh, 2018 to record an ep it went super well together and bradford was like hey you should help us produce the next steerheader album she said yes so she joins the the crew of producers nice um our friend ben h allen of course he's back you got to bring back ben allen very cool uh so ben allen's there and then also a a new uh comer ben edder who was a studio assistant on fading frontier so basically a ben allen disciple but all three of them share producing credits and I'm gonna breeze through this super fast. There are five different places this album was recorded. <laughs> yes. So ready? Marfa recording in Texas, Sonic Ranch in Texas, mm-hmm. Seahorse Sound in L.A., May okay. Studios in Atlanta, and Bradford's Attic in Atlanta. Oh. So <laughs> the different uh, sound sources you're getting on this album come from many different places and probably many different qualities. I lowballed as well. it. I have in my notes that this uh, that says this album feels like two albums. I lowballed it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I think we'll, we'll talk about it, but I think there are like kind of two camps that are contributing to this album. I think there's the Cat LeBon mm-hmm. songs, and I think there's the Ben Allen team songs. Okay, um, but we'll we'll talk about it. It yeah. was released uh, January 18th in uh, 2019, um, and just a couple little history things. Um, there's a new member on this album, believe it or not. Is it the is it the uh, the pianist in the That's saxophonist? Correct. That's oh, right. Oh, cool. You got it. Yeah. Cool. So Javier Morales, okay. uh, after being on tour with them for the Fading Frontier tour, nice. is invited to join them in as a full time member. So he's here. There's a lot of keyboards on this. So there you can, is. <laughs> you can see why. There's some other instruments too. We'll get to mm-hmm. that. Um, the actual process of how long this took to record or what was recorded where is completely uh, is not found anywhere on the internet. I tried to look it up, and oh. I have no knowledge of what was done where. We can kind of guess. Based on the Sonics So we'll do our best to do that Yeah, yeah, okay That's there's that's a lot to take in That's for a sure. lot all at once um, So, what are your general first impressions Of this album as a new listener?
1: Well, uh, I already said, yeah This yeah. album feels like two albums Yes um, The two albums that I get the impression of Are like a late 70s, early 80s pop rock album mm-hmm. Sort of like a mixture of U2 and The Beatles okay Yeah, yeah. And then the other uh, album is sort of just experimental, avant-garde, like really uh, ambient tracks over like very flowery language and like very light vocals. Yeah. So there's an ambient album, an ambient rock Mm -hmm. album. Yes. And a pop rock album. And like they just smashed into each other.
0: Yeah, they kind of try to exist in the same space. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I got a lot of, uh, when Bradford talked about uh, what he wanted to do for this album after Fading Frontier, he talked a lot about David Bowie, Oh, okay. he talked about the, the freedom to do whatever they want kind of thing. <laughs> to me, when I listen, I went back and listened to the Berlin Trilogy in the lead up for this. I listened to Ashes to Ashes. To Ashes. Okay, yeah, yeah, Specifically yeah. Specifically for, like, one piano yep. sting. Yep. Okay. Um. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, think, I think some of that stuff that uh, David Bowie's doing, the late 70s, early 80s kind of thing, um, Um, I think there's a lot of some of the sonic textures from that. Um, I, it, I, I wrote down in my notes, it's going to be really tough to summarize one of the most important art rock albums of all time, uh, or the <laughs> run of art rock albums of all time. But basically the main things I listen to and I hear a lot on this album are like the really sustainy big lead guitar stuff that mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of Robert Fripp. Um, some like really long instrumental passages that you talked about, yep. um, with like synth leads and the drums are super loud and super flat, Ooh, uh, okay. Which, which we'll get to, we'll talk about that. Cause I think some songs that's more noticeable than others. Right. Um, Yeah, the album itself. The album name, Yeah. Why Hasn't Everything Already Disappeared? Yes. seems to me it's
1: either a quote from a book or Mm -hmm. like a big topic starter in a lecture.
0: It's like you've been covering Deer Hunter for a while. (laughs) It is stolen from a title of a book. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, I
1: have like uh, the idea of like why do we still exist? Right. As like a counterpoint to like entropy and war and nuclear bombs, sort of like maybe this was... Posing the idea that everything should have disappeared, mm-hmm. and the fact that this question has to be asked is at all is yes. very encouraging.
0: Yes, I, I agree. I think this album talks a lot about existentialism and stuff, mm-hmm. but not from a really like body horror kind of way that Cryptograms did. Yeah, I think this is a lot more like piece and kind of lo- looking at life and death as a cycle of nature uh, and returning to a natural state. So, yeah, the album art. Yes,
1: uh, I think it reflects to this a lot just because it's depicting. It's depicting a train station, mm-hmm. a large building or like something like that. It, it it looks like a train station. Yeah. And it's in the process of being wiped out. Yes. Uh, at first glance, it seems to be like a tsunami. But looking closer, you can see like the large brush strokes mm-hmm. and white paint. So it's almost like it could be a tsunami. But if you were to look at it as like the artist mm-hmm. midway through, like just starting the painting or just like yes. starting the painting over. Yes. Um, And it's this idea of, like, the past is filled with mistakes. Why hold on to it?
0: Right. I like that a lot. Because, um, yeah, it is very clearly, like, I wrote down, like, a smudging, almost, mm-hmm. of the work that's already there. Which looks really cool. And what's kind of fun, too, is that picture is a completely separate uh, drawing by a different artist than the book title that, that was stolen from. So those two uh, pieces are actually individual pieces that Bradford has put together, and I think they work really well together. Yeah.
1: They're, the song quality, like, like always, like the song quality is good mm-hmm. here. There's a lot of songs that clash with each other, yeah. and also there's a, a sort of flat energy mm-hmm. that doesn't yeah. really rise or fall.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna be a thing we talk about for sure. All right. <laughs> Speaking of things we're gonna talk about, you want to do yeah. Death and Midsummer? Death and Midsummer. All right, let's go. <laughs> So, like, a very happy death. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's weirdly upbeat for the things that it's talking about. It's not the only one,
1: but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so this song is the song that inspired me to say that thing about the Beatles. Okay. Do you, like, maybe you can, like, help me explain the idea behind sort of like that late 70s studio Beatles or, yeah. like, late 60s yeah. studio Beatles where they're more experimenting with, like, different instruments and that kind of thing. Yeah. And also, like um different key signatures and it's just like the vibe feels mm-hmm. feels a little bit Loose like that. I
0: think so. Well, one of the things I think helps it feel very loose is I think the tempo increases throughout the entire. Oh song, yeah, right. That's real cool. I, I really like that a lot. I feel like it builds up a lot of momentum, mm-hmm. which is kind of what happens when you play live to what you're talking about. When the Beatles were track things live, yeah, they would obviously there was no they were playing to a click track, so the tempo would vary, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of what makes music fun and exciting sometimes. Um, also, the idea that they were recording uh, in the late '60s with no intention of ever uh, playing live. So mm-hmm. then they're like, well, why wouldn't we put a harpsichord on this? Why wouldn't yeah. we? Try out a Melotron and stuff. We don't have to try and lug this on stage with us. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that kind of sense of playfulness with the uh, instrumentation is kind playfulness of playfulness with yeah. the
1: instrumentation, but also like the relationship between like the keyboards and the drums. Yeah. It's it's very light on the the harpsichord. So mm-hmm. the harpsichord riff comes in at the beginning. Yes. Javier killing it? Uh, actually, it's pl-
0: uh, played oh. by Cat Lebon on this one. Uh-oh. Uh, I know, it's okay, don't <laughs> worry. Uh, Javier does plenty of uh, keyboard mm-hmm. work later on, but yes, that one is actually Cat Lebon. It's a cool riff, yeah.
1: and like um, that riff will play out throughout the entire song. Yes. Um, uh, transposed to different chords, but it mm-hmm. serves as like, a really strong foundational glue for the entire track. It gives something for the listener to attach to and also for all of the other uh, instrumentalists, all the other players to play off of. Yes. Um, So it's a really good riff and it does a really good job. So it's Mm -hmm. accompanied by the piano, which plays the chords for the form. Yes. Um, The A section Mm -hmm. in the key of A is a five and a half bar phrase or... Or two bars of A major, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, in 2-4, D major, then down to G major, then mm-hmm. down to C major. Yep. And then back to the tonic for two bars. Yes. Um... It's a neat phrase. It's like a little mini roller coaster. Yeah, like, yeah. It seems complicated, mm-hmm. but with the very light riff from the uh, harpsichord, as well as like Bradford's vocals, yeah, they rest really lightly mm-hmm. on it. So yeah. uh, it's it's actually much more re- relaxing and not very chaotic at all.
0: No, I, I don't think so at all. And I think um, I've really been crushing on lately uh, chord progressions that start and end with the same chord, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice. Like I like that it, the. You begin the phrase with a regular bar of Mm -hmm. A, you go through the chord cycle, and then you end the phrase with another bar of A, and then you kind of have two together. Um, So it feels like you're kind of stuck in the same little Mm -hmm. uh, A space for a while. I don't know. I'm not not like you. I don't have flowery language. I can't talk (laughs) about this. I just know that I like how it sounds. It sounds good. Yeah. And another
1: thing that sounds good, Bradford's new vocal tone. Yeah. It has a very clean and approachable sound, Mm -hmm. kind of reminds me of that like pop rock, sound like vocalists the way that they sound they have very clean approachable um they're practiced and Mm -hmm. and they have a very easy listenable tone yeah so that's why i get that mccartney bono vibe sure um and uh yeah it's uh it's really good it's really light Mm -hmm. um the B section yep. um, uses uses the same resolution as the A section, mm-hmm. so it rests on the tonic for like four bars. But yeah. um, it's got this nice build to it. Yes, um, so it's uh, the B section is just a G major for one bar. Uh, C major for one bar. And it's like this big build as it builds up to the tonic as it uh, resolves to the A. Yeah. Um, So like the bass drum backs up the vocals and Mm. everything sort of like backs up this little build that builds up and then Mm -hmm. it settles into it. There's this really cool thing uh, that happens in this section um, when he says like, There was a voice Mm. that called me yeah the way that it glissando's like up to yes. like it starts from one tone mm-hmm. and then it perfectly like uh hits that
0: second tone that it's trying yeah. to hit as it resolves and then the band kicks in that's my it. favorite one of them yeah yeah i love that bit because then also the uh stereo image opens up and everything too and they, all the bands in now and all the instrumentation fills it out yeah Ooh, that's satisfying we yeah. love that yeah. so
1: like as he hits me yeah like
0: the the entire
1: band kicks in and it's just like uh um, Also, they're killing it on this complicated form. So it's it's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. um, And and like that really cool glissando that just like Hmm. um, bridges the tension chord to the resolution chord. Yeah. I think more people should do that. (laughs) I think more vocalists should actually just like try try to hit notes. In, in in advance, like they're yeah, yeah. they're using the glissando as like, sort of like a projection into the future. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool idea, and I and I like the way it was done here. It was done really well. Yeah. Um. Then, uh, semi-open hi hat on the drums to move between the two, uh, the two four bars in the A section mm-hmm. and the four four bars. Yep. I like I like the the drum tone in here.
0: Yeah, I have thoughts on the drums. But keep okay. Going.
1: <laughs> I think they do a good job. But yeah. um second time through the B section, um, there was no time to go back. Yeah. And that uh goes right into a guitar solo section. Yeah. Or like a, a band break section. Yes. So you have this really neat uh keyboard and guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Um they're doing it at the same time. Yes. And I love the fact that the guitar kind of just like can't make it. Right. <laughs> It's, it's sort of like an electronic-sounding guitar tone, mm-hmm. and... Um... They play the, the solo melody, and they almost get to the end, and then the keyboard takes over a yes, little bit. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it's a neat little trade-off. It's a neat mm-hmm. handoff. I like the way that they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, pad keys in the background, yep. uh, and some heavy fills from Moses. Yes. After basically uh, the most insane A section with like guitar and drum fills, they go f- to a very light B section, and mm-hmm. the piano comes back in, yep. and some reverse gar- uh, guitar fills, and then... Um, Bradford ends the song with walk around and you'll see what's faded.
0: Yes. Um, I really like this song. I'm going to be honest. I like it a lot, too. Okay, good. <laughs> Thankfully. Um, I think, again, as, as we talked about before, Deer Hunter is usually pretty good at their opening songs. Mm-hmm. They're usually pretty successful. I like this one a lot, like we talked about. Introduces some Tone new elements. Tone setter. Tone setter introduces a lot of new elements, introduces a lot of the themes we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really good. Uh, I think the guitar break between the guitar and the synth is awesome. That's the best part of the song by far. There's a huge lift that comes in there. Really cool, like you talked about. I like the fact that the uh, when the guitar kind of like runs out of real estate, runs out of room. <laughs> the synth's like, don't worry, I got it. And gets like a little bit of like free range to kind of like add stuff on top. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool, and that's I don't know who played that guitar, but them and Javier are just kind of going back and forth and having some fun with that. Really cool. Um, one thing that kind of gets me about this song is the drums. I think are just really loud in the mix. They are loud, and they eat up a ton of the like sonic space. Okay. Um, and and so, to me, I find that until the guitars, like, so there's a big dynamic change when the whole band kicks in. Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah. at the beginning of the song, um, mm-hmm. Moses is mostly playing on the hi hat, mm-hmm.
1: mostly just like closing the hi hat with his foot. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, it's mostly just like hi hat, close, and it's not too much. It's when um, you get into the B section first. And there's, like, a little bass drum back up to the yeah. vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's when that starts building up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the band kicks in, like, everything's going in. So you're saying that, like, that hi-hat is really loud in the
0: beginning? No, no, I'm saying once the uh, kick drum and the snare come in, okay. there's super just, like, distorted and fat in your face. Mm. Um, and, like, it sounds good and punchy. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that I think it's a bad tone. I think it's just in terms of volume is a little high okay. for me. And this is me being super picky, I acknowledge. But then I feel... <laughs> I feel like later on when the guitar break comes in the guitars come in and they are the guitars sorry, the guitar and the synth come in and they can provide a bit of a lift but the drums don't have anywhere else to go they've kind of already like they're already so okay. loud and compressed that they don't have anywhere else to go and I think Moses is playing really well on this song I actually quite like he's doing a really good job now of understanding the purpose of fills I think he mm-hmm. always did but I think he's just getting really good mm-hmm. at uh picking his spots to be like and now I need to emphasize this hit yeah I need to make sure that we are entering this area with, with uh, energy and he's using fills to create gaps uh, to build tension so that when you land on the one of the next thing it really like it has pop
1: Dynamics.
0: dynamic <laughs> exactly. like we've talked like about like again check it off on your uh, bingo card uh, we said it we said the word yeah um, but, but like yeah, yeah. like that the transition from like the first A
1: section to the uh, from the first A section to the B section to mm. the second A section when everyone's going it's like a big dynamic shift. Yeah, yeah yeah and um um that I, I understand why they would want to make the drums loud because there was basically like a vacuum and then like they ease off in the end as well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like this good three act sort of yeah. structure of dynamics and mm-hmm. you get that in the song. Um, and yeah, I, I I understand what you're what you're saying where like. At a certain point, like you can only go so loud, you can't, you yeah. can't go any louder because
0: Yeah. I just feel like the drums just ran out of space early in the song. So I was like, you don't you don't pop the same way that all the mm-hmm. guitars and synths that come in during that break section pop now?
1: Right. Yeah. And yeah, and they are the ones that are in uh filling the dynamics. Yes, totally. Yeah, the, yeah. the void of like, so like the dynamic focus is on uh the guitar at that section, which mm-hmm. is where it's supposed to be. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um and like when the drums come in. Uh, the focus is on the drums. Yes. Because that's
0: where it's supposed to be. Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, So I think this song is actually, like, really well made. (laughs) Okay, fair enough,
0: yeah. Let me be clear. I do really like this song. I think it's one of the best songs on the album. Um, I would say um, I also really like it thematically as well. I think it's really cool. Uh, some of the lyrics in here are, are some Ooh, yeah. those are really interesting. Um, I Basically, the whole last bit from the last uh, verse to the outro, yeah. the, they were in hills, they were in factories, they are in graves now, they were in debt to themselves, and what? Is it paid off now? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, I go around and see how it fades, I walk around and see what's fading, that whole section I think is really interesting to me the way I look at it is I feel like it's Bradford looking at uh, human history as like sedimentary rock if that makes sense. Ooh, I can okay. explain this. I can okay. explain this. I've thought about this a fair yeah, bit. Cool. I feel like it's like you walk around and you see like an older building or something mm. amongst a bunch of newer buildings and you go, oh wow that old building has obviously been here for a long time. I wonder what people have lived in it before, what people used it, uh, what the surrounding area used to look like when that building was new. And you start to really like get a picture of the, you know, evolution 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 of cities of places of people um mm-hmm. and how over time there's different elements that come in and out but not all all at the same time kind of thing so it's like a mosaic of things that are kind of slowly evolving so he's walking around he's acknowledging oh there's something that's old that's that's mm-hmm. fading away there's something that's not even there anymore that's that's faded that's yeah. gone and so he's kind of acknowledging that like everything's kind of on its own little like timeline in life kind of thing i don't mm-hmm. know i think it's a really interesting way of looking at stuff yeah
1: that's cool yeah. Uh, i got i got a lot of things about like motivation
0: Okay. Um, The idea of like
1: talking about throwing the devil on his tail and about like moving forward, like you're saying, like he's looking at things Mm -hmm. in the past and how they were and looking at the future and sort of like uh, that's where the energy of the song is, but it spends a lot of uh, time talking about like. Everything's dying and meaningless deaths, and like there's now like uh, there's existence is fading from memory, sort of thing. So like it's it's sort of with the music at least it seems a lot more motivational. Like Mm -hmm. the idea that you're looking at things that are faded and being able to determine that that's at least not you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right, and that's kind of what I get from the title of uh, "Death in Midsummer." By the Mm. way, I feel like it's one of those ones where uh, you know when people talk about like people's lives as seasons, kind of Mm. thing, and like throughout your life you have different seasons of your life. I feel like he's like I'm thinking about death in my midsummer period, and (laughs) these are my thoughts on it. It's kind of how I interpret that title.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's a good song. Yeah, it's got cool transitions. Yeah, I like it. It's good. It's good.
0: (laughs) I like quite a bit. Um, Speaking of. Songs that have titles. Songs that do have <laughs> titles. No one's really sleeping on this one. No one's sleeping on it. Let's go. Trending.
1: A nice one-two punch of existentialism.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Wow. Boy, does that one go on for a while. Anyways,
1: we'll talk about it. I do appreciate in the uh, in the album list, at least on Spotify, when I'm looking at a six-minute song and thinking, oh, wow, this is going to be a lot of uh, stuff to like look at, stuff to talk about. Yeah. No, they just go on on the same thing for about three minutes. It's a really yes. long outro, yeah. Ooh, you'll love it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Not too much complexity in this form. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty easy just in the key of uh, D for easy two bar phrases. So mm-hmm. it's either a 4145 or sometimes it'll do a 1415 instead. Yeah, yeah. So the D to the G to the A to bas- yeah. basically just a basic uh 1415. Mhm. Um and the uh, bass guitar, bass and guitar actually share the same riff? Yes. Pretty nice. It's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah.
0: It's yeah, it's pretty lighthearted, pretty like jaunty is kind of the mm-hmm. word I think of. It's kind of it feels like it's got a little bit of like a skip in its step. Yep. Yeah. A little
1: bit of interesting key sounds as well. Drum fills are probably more complicated than they need to be. Oh, really? But I'm kind of here for it.
0: Yeah. I'm <laughs> kinda here for it. Like Moses really gets into fills on this album, and I kinda, yeah. <laughs> I really like that for him. Uh also, I just wanted to shout out while we're talking about Moses and Phil. Uh, A few times in the first verse You can definitely hear it There might be other times in the song as well uh, the Moses Shuffle does make a return, mm. not often. He's really he's really gotten away from the Moses Shuffle. Uh, there's a few. If you want to be like a super detailed listener, which you're yep. listening to this, you probably do. There's a few times where you can hear he does a fill it intentionally, doesn't do a symbol, and I'm like, ah, you're uh, not you're not really you know you're not really that uh, far departed from uh, cryptograms era. I so. hear you <laughs> exactly. That's the Moses Shuffle, baby. Yeah, uh, soft vocals
1: kind mm. of play a backseat to the music, so it's like a mid rock jam. Uh, with like clean acoustic guitars mm-hmm. and yeah just a uh, very soft melody yeah uh not too much adding to that uh the B section this one is a lot different so like uh Bradford will go through the melody mm-hmm. a bit it's a long extended uh a section phrase and then it goes into the B section which is sixteen bars yes uh it's a horn section playing uh some chord tone shots to yeah. a, uh rhythm it's just like a de den de, de, de. And yeah. and they move that rhythm through like a bunch of chords, two bars each. So yes. they go D major, mm-hmm. uh, C major, uh, A major, mm-hmm. C major, yep. G major, mm-hmm. F major, E major, mm. and then like E minor and then oh, E major. E minor, yeah. I figured I,
0: that I with my guitarist brain.
1: I do have that. Yeah. They hold on the E minor while there's like a quarter note build yes. on the bass drum. Yes. And then they go up an octave. They change to an E major. Yes. They give it that really big like a horn shout. Yeah. Um. I thought that was and a nice then touch. And then it's like right back down into the A section. So like mm-hmm. you're expecting this huge payoff, mm-hmm. and then it goes right back down. Into yeah, the a section. yeah,
0: yeah. But uh,
1: the second time through um, the A section, there's like a there. Uh, it has like this little bit of residual energy to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a neat back and forth with Bradford and like a little synth, synth guitar uh, tone yes. yeah. where he's, he sings the melody and then he goes, follow me. And then the car- guitar goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: pretty fun. Yeah, they're having fun there.
1: Um, the second time through the B section, you get the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the chord, uh, so the uh, horn section builds up, it builds up, it gets to that E minor chord at the bottom mm-hmm. and then it goes to that E major chord and you're kind of expecting the same thing. Mm-hmm. But then a bar before they do it, they just cut it. Out.
0: Yes, yeah. And it's yeah. just
1: Moses on the drums. Yes. And then they go to a really good transition into, yeah. into the break section. Yes. Unfortunately,
0: (laughs) the break section is really long (laughs) Uh, and it's kind of the same two melody patterns back Mm. and forth for the entire time, Um, Uh. which is like it's not necessarily bad. Like I like this song. I think I think
1: the first two songs on this album are are fairly good. I like the idea that like it's it's this big payoff section that everyone gets to jam on and they do jam on it. Oh, boy, do they? They do some interesting things. There's like there's a combination of like. Uh, keyboard and guitar solo melodies Mm -hmm. and like um, when they close out the song like uh, a couple of the instruments get the spotlight as they sort of like reduce an energy Mm -hmm. Um, and then it Uh, ends on a held keyboard tone and that's how it ends out the
0: song. Yeah. Um, I think this is a big Javier song because I, as far as I know, he's the only person contributing horns to this, so I think it's all just different tenor sax layers doing those horn bits, Uh, and then also because there's so much keyboard at the end as well. So I feel like they're kind of letting the new guy uh, like spread his wings a little bit on this one, which is cool. I like it. I do really like that B section with the the long uh, string of chords that never repeat. Uh, I think that section is really cool. That, to me, again, when we're Talking about David Bowie stuff, I was like, "This is a very David Bowie section here." The horns remind me a lot of Young Americans. It's got a big like spacey slide guitar coming in and out that reminds me a lot of oh I don't know a song called Space Oddity. Maybe you've (laughs) heard of it. Um, So that stuff is cool, Uh, and it's like it's a pretty like upbeat uh, song. Like I I don't have too much that I dislike about it other than um, the uh, the dynamics don't pop for me. Okay, uh, when it gets to the outro section, there's like a little bit of a lift when Mm -hmm. it comes in, and then to me in the same way that the guitars like and the synth really stood out in uh, Death and Midsummer," there towards the end yeah these ones don't kind of rise to that same level in the mix so I don't feel like there's a like there's a, a lift in energy but not as much as I would like yeah um, and so for me then that repeated end section kind of like wears out some of my enthusiasm for the song like mm-hmm. I'm having a good time and then like after a while I'm like okay yep I get it I get it. <laughs> it's like someone's like um like telling you a story or like expressing their opinion more probably someone expressing their opinion on something yeah and they've kind of already said their point but they keep restating their point in different ways and you're like yep no I, I definitely get it Like oh. let's say you have a friend named Trent who's talking oh, yeah, more, like yeah. rock or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what that's like yeah
1: um so <laughs> I, I was I was gonna shift it onto me but oh, okay yeah all um, right cool cool so, uh yeah. yeah uh once again talking about death of some kind mm-hmm. uh, beckoning the listener into a golden void mm-hmm. um, so yeah there's a little there's this one's a lot more vague so the yes following this person into peace or like the great beyond yes so yeah um it's a lot more vague than the lyrics of the last one for sure
0: yeah um so there is actually Bradford has said specifically what this song is about Ooh. it is so vague it's one of those ones that like we've we've talked about this before especially on like cryptograms where we were saying like oh Bradford has said explicitly what this song is about but if you didn't know that yeah there's no chance you would ever get it mm-hmm. um this one is about a British member of parliament who was murdered in 2016 Uh, by a person who had a history of uh, pretty severe mental illness and had fallen into, like, alt-right and neo-Nazi groups and decided to attack this person for political reasons. Mm -hmm. Anyways, ended up murdering them. So I think that's kind of what he's talking about with the, like, beckoning them into the great beyond and into a golden void and stuff, whatever.
1: You know what? I do do appreciate the idea that, like, Bradford will look at something, like, some historical fact, historical, like, thing Mm -hmm. that he has absolutely no context for Mm -hmm. and derive some sort of emotional Feeling from yeah, it. it's true, eh? So yeah. that that's cool. Like he's not British. He's not <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he probably uh, wasn't wasn't around or wasn't like yeah. Uh, didn't feel the consequences of that, right? But essentially, like found this thing in history and decided to write a song about it. Yeah, and like drew some sort of emotional context from it,
0: and that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. But yeah, but if you didn't know that context and you looked at the lyrics, there's not a chance you would get it. The only thing you have that's like a little bit of a hint is he says the, fra- the, fa- the phrase, I can talk, mm. the village green. Yeah. Um, and uh, there is an album title by the Kinks that, is co- that says, the Kinks are the village green preservation society. Uh, Ooh. So if you had like a really well-tuned ear for musical references, you might pick up on the fact that he's trying to reference something British. Nice. Um, but other than that, it's pretty, it's pretty sparse. You wouldn't probably... Like, most people would not make that connection at all. Speaking uh, of green. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Greenpoint Gothic. Trent and Dave, listen to the song. It's a nice little preview of things to come. All right. <laughs> Who's ready to uh, begin a science fiction uh, Ooh, documentary or show? I
1: do like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah this is an all-instrumental song focus on synths and electronic sounds. Yeah. So we got a we got a fun one, but... For most of the A section, it's just a sample drum beat and chords mm-hmm. and, like, a soft pad over, like, an E vamp.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I tried to play along with this on a guitar, and the verse, you can just play an E the entire way through. Just, just play E major. That's
1: it's, it. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's, it's um, perfectly fine. But, like, yeah, there's, like, a, a simple synth melody. that's mm-hmm. very, like... Uh, very sparse, very, very light, but it's just like, dun, 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 mm-hmm. and, uh, everything kind of like builds off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the next phrase is a four bar section. Uh, things kind of like ramp up with the drums, but I'm just getting these out of the way. Yep. And, uh, it's an A major, uh, to a C major, then to an E major twice. Yep and, like, the, there's, like, a new rhythm and then a new, like, sort of energy that goes along with that, but then it goes back into the A section. Yep. So, like, it's very, like, sweeping pads that, like... Add To the sound, uh, soundscape and like the drums, um, there it's an electric kit, right? I would assume
0: it's an electric kit. You could be an acoustic kit that's just a really, really compressed.
1: There's some, yeah. there's some crazy tom sounds. What, like, yeah, the, like it's, it's, it seems like really concentrated, really concentrated sample toms that yeah. are doing like. Uh, Tom fills into, into sections and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, it does give me the idea that it is uh, very electronic, at least with uh, that. It could, yeah. It
0: is super dry, which mm-hmm. you usually expect from electronic drums, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then like, yeah, uh, they go through that once they back to the vamp on E. Mm-hmm. Um, they go down in energy sometimes mm-hmm. um, and then they an- introduce like a marimba shot.
0: Hell yeah.
1: And they introduce like a couple of other like different tones that are like playing the melody or like playing uh, other parts of the song as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And then uh, they go back to the B section. Uh, now it has a melodic rift on the marimba as well. Yep, and with like quicker notes and harmonies that are countering the long-held synth tones. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we go back to the A section again uh, with like a background piano mm-hmm. that add, that's adding to the soundscape. And um, and that carries over a bit until uh, there's like a synth violin that comes and carries out the song. Yeah, and I'm kind of shortening this down a lot because yeah. it's spread out a lot.
0: It is. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. It's, like, all of these parts, like, they combine together in the last B section. Yeah. So, like, everything's, like, trying to make, like, their own melody. And they're sort of, like, combining into this weird uh, melange of electronic tones and, and instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it uh, the carries out the song, and it ends on the electronic drum shots.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So I really like this one. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fun. It's it it's fun. a fun little jam. Yeah. <laughs> it's it like I said, it feels like the opening to like a science documentary or something, because um, it's got like the weird like spacey kind of yeah. sense and stuff. It's got like a yeah. it's it's not necessarily funk, but it's got like this weird funky groove to yeah, it. as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm um, I'm so sorry that I have to do this, mm-hmm. but it's, what, it's kind of what I love about uh, like really early 80s uh, like electronic like post punk and stuff where like the instrumentals were like weirdly mechanical yeah. but also had like a, a little bit of human groove with the instrumentation on top of it so it does kind of get funky in a robotic way yeah. it's tell, hard to tell describe me, but it's... Tell me more about post punk yeah, oh <laughs> alright, so let's just derail this entire conversation, <laughs> but anyway, it reminds me a lot of like Gary Newman or something, it's really yeah, cool yeah. Um, and so yeah, to me it's like very 80s synth rock, but I do really like um... Again, this is to me is another song where it's just like let the new guys have a good time. Our friend J Mac, who we've not talked J-Mac. about. J um Josh McKay is playing Marimba on this one. Nice. So he's doing all the Marimba work, and then you got Javier playing all these cool keyboards. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're kind of really just uh like the, the original core are or kind of just letting the new guys have fun and just kinda like paint over That's top sweet. of this this jam we have here.
1: Like what I what I see yeah. here is like the song generally <laughs> switches between two textures. Yeah, yeah. It's like a lighter A section with a positive. Positive resting mood mm-hmm. and sparse tones yeah. and instruments acting like chimes, and yes. then the second B section is heavier with long held notes and uses movement in the chords and melody to give like a large cr- uh, contrast to the A section. Yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, uh, I I dig it. Yeah, it's, it's it's it doesn't stand out to me too much, but like it's it's just a fun little jam. I, yeah, I jam was going to say with.
0: I like it quite a bit. Does it like leave a like big lasting impact on me? Not really. It's a two minute instrumental, but mm-hmm. I do like it. I think in terms of the uh, the sounds that were picked for it, it's got good pacing throughout it. Like mm-hmm. you know, it continues to add new elements and stuff. You don't really get bored because it's not that long, and uh, so you're okay just flipping back and forth between the mm-hmm. two sections. And each time you go to a new section, there's a little bit more to it. It's a little changed. One could say it's elemental. Oh, <laughs> elemental. <laughs> It moves. All right. Let's go. Trent and Dave,
1: listen to the song. All right. I can't believe I forgot about Bowie when thinking about pop rock.
0: Right? Like when, when you talk about art rock, you're, you're obliged to say like three hail Bowies before you, yeah. you begin any conversation. Uh, yeah, there's a lot here. And like I, I kind
1: of get what you're, what you're saying when like you're talking about like this sort of like art house scene. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is an indie rock march. Sort oh, of. yeah, I can see that. Sort of. Yeah. And it's like heavy quarter note rhythms that like accent the third note in the bar. So yeah, it's yeah. like... Yeah, dun, 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 dun. yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so it's like getting getting use out of like that that driving motion. And it's it is very like, it's like a dirge. It's almost like
0: trudging yeah. along. Yeah, it's a bit like medieval almost. Mm, I like uh, that too. Yeah, um, getting more use to that out of the crank. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, how <laughs> do you know that this is now produced by Ben Allen? Because of the crank, maybe the crank is back. I was hoping you noticed that. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's really driving the beat because it's just like it's just in there on every single phrase. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, there's a string voice yes. that accompanies a lot of the melody here, mm-hmm. and it's and it's like sparse and throughout, but it's mm. it's mostly like. Uh, an added voice into the mix that just like, Weaves its way throughout the song, so yeah, like, yeah. there's always going to be this like string voice that's just moving around the chords underneath the melody over mm-hmm. top of the over top of the rhythm, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a really uh, interesting addition. I, yeah. I assume that's Javier.
0: Uh, I'm not sure who it is because this one is so I can tell you what instrument this is actually. Ooh. so this is uh, I thought
1: it was sampled, but
0: yeah, so it is. Okay, well, that's what's kind of cool. So this is a Chamberlain. Uh, you've heard me talk about Mellotron a lot. Mellotron is one of my favorite <laughs> instruments of all time. Basically, it's a keyboard that's comprised of a whole bunch of individual tape loops when we oh, yeah. play a key it plays a little tape loop back to you oh, yeah. it was like a very primitive form of sampling it's really cool check yeah. it out the Beatles. um <laughs> but um the chamberlain is actually a synth that was made pre-mellotron so oh. this is like 50s era technology trying nice. their best to do sampling nice. uh, it sounds pretty good on here and what's cool about the chamberlain as well is there's i think less than a thousand units were ever made uh so it's a like an old like prim, like uh primitive synthesizer from the 50s yep. that there's not that many of mm-hmm. and they were able to to get it uh, like in a working enough condition and it sounds pretty good on this album yeah um and what i kind of really like about that like you said with the sampling kind of thing you can hear how abrupt the cutoffs are once you stop playing the chord it boom shuts right off like if you mm-hmm. were playing it with an actual string instrument there'd be a little bit of resonance left over the cutoff is so sharp so you yep. can tell it's unnatural right but it sounds good it I like sounds it. good
1: yeah um Uh, another harpsichord style instrument that's, uh, using the rhythm chords. And Mm -hmm. then like, yeah, like the bass and the drums are on that March sort of thing. So they're they're on that like one, two, three, Mm -hmm. one, two, three. And so like you have that with the chords as well. You have this, uh, B minor, B minor, F minor, uh, F sharp minor, B minor, B minor, F sharp minor. And then it holds on the A for a major for a couple of bars. Yes. Um, and that's that's sort of like they build this sort of just like marching a section as Bradford like it's it's more of a sparse like talking yeah uh, yeah talking a vocal tone this time <clears throat> like. Kind of, kind of, just like that conversationalist uh, villain stuff that he was doing yeah. in, in the in the other albums, mm. uh, stuff that I really like. It's it's that sort of like come over here, let me tell you a story, right. <laughs> sort of sort of thing. Um, yeah. And I really like that uh, that mode from uh, from Bradford. Uh, the B section mm-hmm. is much more like calm, and it it fits with uh, it fits with the song. It sounds like the song. Um, it's a C minor. C sharp minor uh, then a B minor and then it's a vamp between an A major and F sharp minor as they go elemental. Yeah, yeah. Elemental. Um and like they wash for a bit and then they settle on that vamp. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's neat. It it fits it fits the lyrics, it fits the song. Um and then like a strumming pattern picks up to move it through the section as well. Yeah. Neat little vocal flourishes that come in and out never coming home yeah through a filter and then he goes i'm gone yeah i'm gone <laughs> with the claps as yeah, well. Yeah. it's really cool it's almost like
0: a little pep rally thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you're
1: getting hyped about it yeah mm-hmm. um and then uh elemental how i move like they mm-hmm. go go through that form a couple times and then elemental how i move closes out the song
0: It's pretty good. I was gonna say I do like um, while we were talking about the vocals there, Mm -hmm. the really deep the element that is done by uh, Bradford's dad, believe it or not. So Mr. James Cox uh, appears on that. I think he's he's got a pretty good vocal tone. I don't know if he was a singer or anything like that. It sounds really good. It adds a lot more uh, like depth to that that repetitive element. Every
1: everybody's a singer. They just need confidence. Yeah, that's true. Actually, it's a great point. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, So I like that a lot. Um, I like this one. Feels like uh, kind of acoustic and roots which I think makes a lot of sense thematically mm-hmm. um, because uh, some of the most
1: vague lyrics I've uh, ever heard, but like most yeah. th- and most of them are spoken too. Yes. So yeah, it's classic deer hunter themes of death, disease, entropy and of decay course. and roads. Yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> That's what we do here. <laughs>
1: uh, and I, I like the idea that it's describing a force of nature. Yes. And like that slow trudging march is like emblematic of like, unstoppable decay.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, the way I kind of interpret it is like Bradford has said, it is an elegy for ecology, meaning that it's a song like lamenting the death of nature. But to me, I don't get that death of nature thing so much as I get the idea of uh, the way he talks about uh, being elemental in how he moves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meaning like the things that we are given as people all stem from nature. We're all still animals, right? Uh, New animals. New animals. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, I had to do it. Um, But uh, also he mentions endless time, endless time, let it wash over your body kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Of The idea of like the things we have as humans are borrowed from nature and at the same time they will be returned to nature in time kind of thing. Um and no, I'm so living forever. Oh yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> um and so I kind of like the idea where he's talking about like the uh forces of nature kind of reclaiming the things that are there, theirs, but also acknowledging in the at the same time that he he's a part of nature even as he is feels separate from it right now as a human. Yeah. I also really like this is just a, a goofy thing. Okay but when he's doing the uh elemental and he starts <laughs> doing the um elemental how I move. Yeah yeah and then he starts doing the random like uh, Uh, little ad libs in between okay there's one where he goes fire wind water and it feels like a rap shout out hey where's all my elements at what's up fire wind water i know you guys made it out here thanks so much for being on the album like it did it sounds like he's doing a rap shout out in the middle of that what's up
1: everybody yeah
0: um so i really like that one a lot what happens to people though i know we that (laughs) is the question that is burning upon my mind so we need to answer that let's go We get it, Bradford. People die. <laughs> <laughs> what happens to them? They die, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, this is probably, like, the most on-the-nose, like,
0: at least lyrics to that. It directly addresses kind of the why hasn't everything Already disappeared? Mm-hmm. Question. Yeah. By being like, well, what happens to people? It's it's kind of yeah. like to me they're like uh, similar ways of asking the same question. But like yeah.
1: this is this is the mood of the song that goes throughout the entire thing where yeah. it's just like it's it's Bradford talking about like what happens to people. Um, they're they're fighting. What happens to people? Uh, they give up. What happens to people? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's, and, and that sort of energy carries throughout the song, yeah. which is a little bit different from like. The music itself, which is kind of light,
0: yeah, and, like, yeah, a little
1: bit floaty, yeah. So, like, we have a light, quick tempo groove in the key of D major, mm-hmm. um, and it's a 4 two, 1, mm-hmm. um, but there's like sometimes it's uh, sometimes like it's a G uh, G major 7, and like sometimes it's an E6, mm-hmm. um, and then it goes to a D major 7 as well, so like. There's arpeggiated chords by the guitar and, yeah. like, a neat piano line that gives the section, like, a real breezy, floaty feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well as Bradford trying out his best Bono impression. So you think it sounds like Bono, eh? I do think... I I thought that this gave me, like, a huge U2 vibe when I was listening.
0: Okay, Are you prepared to defend this position? Okay. Yeah. It's It just
1: has that vibe to me. It, it feels like just like that kind of uh same energy that's given to like a lot of the very questioning you two oh, okay
0: okay I see what you're saying now
1: yeah 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 that is mm-hmm. that is that is what it feels to me it's a combination of everything right and, yeah. and also like a little bit of like the very soft approachable mm-hmm. v- vocals from
0: Bradford just right. like
1: what happens to people
0: right yeah and it's like very reaching and very like right yeah yeah kind of grandiose and kind of mm-hmm. being like this isn't a rock song this is an important question we yeah. need to think about yeah Okay, I get what you're saying. Does that that make sense? That that, that does kind of... I I see where you're coming from now. That is kind of (laughs) U2-esque. All right. Yeah, so like
1: that melody has a lot of the same energy Mm -hmm. uh, with it. Uh, The B section is a big departure. Yeah. In rhythm, it's slow, it's swung, it's Mm -hmm. heavy. Yeah. The chords are held and the synth accompaniment is like really loud.
0: Ramped up, yeah, Like
1: huge synth accompaniment that's kind Mm -hmm. of just like floating on top and sometimes it messes up a little bit. yeah. There's, like, a a couple of, like, uh, misplaced notes in in
0: some parts, but, like, whatever. Like, it's done with intention to make it sound a bit weird. Uh, Keep going, sorry. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so it's, like, two phrases. It's a Mm -hmm. C-sharp minor 7 to a B-minor 7, and then that happens twice, and then it's an A-major 7 to a B-minor 7, and that happens twice. Yeah. Uh, And so, like, it's just, like, this sort of, like, tension, uh, tension building up in the midsection where it's swinging, uh, swinging, and mm-hmm. then it settles into like a resolution. Yeah. Um, and then it transitions back into the A form with this neat little guitar interlude mm-hmm. yeah. that, that does like, uh, it, it's, it's going along the form with the bass drum a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, a neat little riff over the arpe- arpeggiated melody Yeah, and yeah that yeah. Kind of stuff um yeah it's it's pretty good it's um and then they go back into the a section Mm -hmm. um there's some weird sounds that they use like there's this distorted splash
0: yeah i don't know what that is i'm not sure what it is either it sounds kind of like um if you take this spring reverb on an amp mm. you turn it up super loud and you literally just kick the amp uh it shakes the springs in there (laughs) and it makes this kind of splashy kind of sound like that so it might be that they might have done that cool yeah um their dreams turn to dark
1: has like a nice little emphasis on it. Yeah. So like he he sort of like fades out or like he gets really close to the mic and whispers into it. Mm-hmm. Um this time uh the B section is introduced as an add-on to the A section. Yeah. Which is a neat little uh flourish of the form. Um and it and it seems like a payoff of sorts, mm-hmm. and It it's really well. So I like the second time they go through that. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh instrumental guitar over the G major 7, another splash. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then interwoven uh riffs and melodies by all the instruments. Yes. This is a really cool like little break section mm-hmm. that they go into and um you get like a bunch of stuff going on here. There's like uh it feels like the Marimba back. Marimba's back, back. J Mac yeah. dropping some marim- Marimba on us. It's, yeah, yeah. it's really good. And like yeah. the, there's like piano like they, they're doing this a lot on the album as well. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing like a lot of competing uh, yes. melodies and competing like Improvisation among the instrumentalists. And Mm -hmm. it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like the idea that, like, um, there's a little bit more structure to the cacophony Mm -hmm. that they're building. Right. Yeah, But they're still doing the same Deer Hunter stuff. Yeah, totally. It's it's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, A good drum build into the next B section. Mm -hmm. Um, And this has, like, the most energy uh, of, like, any of the B sections so far because, like, it's the last one as they. Uh, build into the end of the song yeah and so like a build in noise and energy almost into a cacophony and then um they go back into the section and like uh the piano plays out the song as it just settles into just two notes the b and the c sharp as the synth fades out as well
0: right um, Alright, you yeah. ready for this? I really like this song <laughs> Cool! <laughs> this song rocks um, So, uh, yeah, thematically, I think this is some of my favorite um, Bradford lyrics on this mm-hmm. whole album Because I, to me, really like the idea of uh, He's talking about uh, people as like a a, like a difference between a person and their like actual human body, if that makes sense. Okay. So there's a person that's made of like their personality and their sense of humor and their mannerisms mm. and stuff, and there's also the person that's like the actual physical cells that are keeping them alive, kind of thing, right? Yeah. And so I think the way he talks about some stuff, uh, especially towards the end, where he says, "What happens to people they quit holding on? Mm-hmm. They're locked out. They get locked out." Yeah. Kind of thing of the idea of like the spirit of a person. I don't know. Like I'm not. I'm not getting like conceptual and spiritual, but I just mean that, like, every person has, like, a very unique personality, unique sense of humor, mannerisms, etc. Like I said and uh, at a certain point the cells in your body are just like eh, I kind of <laughs> ran out of room and like that's that's all I got kind of thing so the idea of that you know the uniqueness of a person mm-hmm. kind of gets just turned off because their body kind of is not able to sustain them anymore yeah. so the idea of them getting like locked out from their like more physical form uh, is kind of cool I think that's a really interesting way to look at people of the idea of like oh that person didn't die they got locked out from their body yeah. basically kind of thing it's cool and when he says they get locked out, there isn't the sound of a door slamming somewhere in the background, oh. which is a really nice bit of text painting. Cool. While I'm talking text painting, um, <laughs> when he does also the old lady, cover your branches, winter is coming, beware. On beware, there's a really deep synth detune where they just ramp up the vibrato. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was, uh, I meant to talk about that as, as
1: well. There's, yeah. The synthesizer fades in and out, so like yeah. it builds some really weird tension, like mm-hmm. it, it'll like, it'll detune like a full tone down, and then it uh, and it'll just keep playing the same melody that it's always played, right? But it'll detune all the way down and then come back up, yeah. Uh, and it's this weird, just offsetting sort of like, okay, there's this unnecessary tension here,
0: yeah. And and that
1: was in relation to a, a lyric, so that's
0: cool. Yeah, I love that. I love I love text painting stuff, right? Mm. That's really good. Um, I like the idea. Again, he's he's comparing you know older people to you know things in nature or objects that are also you know like experiencing decay as well when he talks about old lady cover your branches winter is coming Uh, old man oil your engine you're rusting out like that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff you know makes sense to me it's not necessarily new ground but I like Mm -hmm. the way he says it Um, I really also like uh, a couple other lines I know I'm just kind of listing lyrics because (laughs) they're just really good in my opinion Um, he talks about the I can't remember your face it's lost to me it's lost to me now Um, now it's ending wounds remain unpaved unpaved that section is really good as well Um, I don't know about you I don't have a great uh, visual memory and I do find if I try to think about, you know, people that have passed away or like I was thinking about this the other day of um, my childhood dog. I was yep. at my parents' house recently and I saw a picture of him and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot. That's kind of how you looked. And in my, in my mind, I had a different amalgamation of what he looked like. And I mm-hmm. saw him and I was like, oh, my God, that is yep. what your face looked like. And it kind of just like takes you back in a way that you, uh, you don't really think about. So it's, it's kind of cool. I feel
1: a little bit bad because just because like, I feel like this is a little bit heavy handed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, To me. Like uh, I, I understand like all that stuff is cool, especially the relationship to the music. I love that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like uh, a lot of like the, the lyrics are very uh, heavy handed in the sense that like Mm. uh, this is, this is basically, yeah. In, in summation, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I said it at the beginning. It's, it's just like, yes, uh, people get old and people die. That, right, that, yeah, is, yeah. that is what happens to people. Sure. No, I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, I don't know. so like that. That's I. I didn't. I didn't get that much out of the lyrics, and I'm glad yeah. that you did. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so, sort of just like it, it's just like what happens to people. They fight. What happens to people? They they give up. What happens to Uh, people and what can they do. Mm. Um, uh, They're only returning to the powers of use. So they've ran out of time. It's just like, yeah, it's just, it it seems like a little bit heavy handed to me. Mm. Um, That's just me
0: right <laughs> to me it ties in super well with death and midsummer it ties in really really well with elemental mm-hmm. uh, so to me it's like I'm like yep this all fits the same things that we're talking about and like I I said before I I kind of like the um, the ideas of you know mm-hmm. what is a person versus what is a human kind of thing and all that stuff and it's very interesting yeah um, so we'll, we'll yeah.
1: settle up this uh, this uh, fight of wills exactly this, this fight. we're gonna
0: take this offline yeah it's we're gonna,
1: gonna take this offline Yeah. Um, yeah, um, that was a pretty good first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we'll come back in the second half mm-hmm. with Détournement. Détournement. We're going to get very fringe. Mm-hmm. Yes. But until next time, have a wonderful day. Bye.